Radio. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Getting ready for football talk. What's oh, up? Yes. Oh, it's our favorite time of the year. No, it's not Christmas, but it might as well be. It is football season. Yes, baby. Officially, we are under football season. <laughs> We've had real college football playoff games. And tomorrow night, the NFL season kicks off when my reigning, defending, undisputed Super Bowl champions take on the Buffalo Bills. That was a good Paul Heyman. Thank you. Now let's go. All right. Let's get into and recap the college football weekend. (laughs) College football's week zero slash one is officially in the books in the top 25. Was a wild ride to say the least. Thursday night saw all three. Uh, saw all three top 25 teams win with number 17 Pitt Panthers needing a pick six to seal their win against former rival West Virginia. Friday was just a one, um, just had one top 25 team who won relatively easy as number 15 Michigan State handled their business against Winston, Michigan. Then on Saturday, the rest of the top 25 got on the field to show up and show out. So, starting with, of course, we'll start with number one and work our way down the top 25. Alabama rolled over Utah State and the Aggies 55 to nothing. Ohio State won a hard-fought battle at home against number 5 Notre Dame 21 to 10. Number 3 Georgia <coughs> looks really like the championship team that they are as they dismantled their poor duckies who are no longer number 11 in the country and not even in the top 25 ranked, according to the AP, because they made us look like we didn't have any business being ranked this last weekend as they dismantled us 49-3. to Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, number four, Clemson overcame a very slow start offensively to eventually route Georgia Tech 41-10. to Number six, Texas A&M survived a storm Delay and took care of Sam Houston, thirty-one to nothing. Utah came prepared as they could, uh, came as prepared as they could be for the swamp. However, new coach Billy Napier had his Florida Gators ready for a fight, and the Daters and Daters, the Gators, yeah, also the Daters. You know those people, how they are. Uh, <laughs> death rolled the Utes, twenty-nine to twenty-six. See that? I used a little Florida uh, Gator, actual Gator. Terminology there. Death there you rolled. go, brother. You, the Utes. Death roll, baby. Death rolled the Utes, man. So, uh, just a little. They, they won in, in some good fashion, too. So, yeah, there you was, go. It was a crazy game, but uh, a little, little closer at the end of that pick that finally sealed it. Jeez, that took forever. It wasn't for that pick, dude. Yeah. We might not be happy in yep. Gainesville. Uh, anyways, number eight, Michigan hosted Colorado State at the Big House, and the Wolverines dismantled the Rams. 51-7. Hope that's not the same thing that's going to happen on Thursday <laughs> to my actual ranks. Number 9, Oklahoma hosted UTIP and made it look easy with a 45-13 win. Number 10, Baylor beat up Albany 69-10. Number 13, North Carolina State survived Eastern Carolina thanks to a missed extra point and a chip shot field goal 21-20. to 
that was almost as heartbreaking as Appalachian State's loss to UNC at home. Um, if you hadn't seen that one, that game was insane. Came down to a two-point conversion and a combined 62 points scored in the fourth quarter. What? Yeah. Dang, man. Appalachian State scored 40 in the fourth quarter alone by themselves. But that uh, 22 by uh, North Carolina saved their skins. <laughs> it was crazy, though. Um, and, that's, and also on the opposite end of that spectrum, you also had Iowa winning without scoring a touchdown 7-3, to and I'll let you figure out how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we'll continue on. As uh, U- number 14 USC looks like the class of the Pac-12 with a dominant 66-14 to win over Rice, though they have a little bit of a challenge when they take on Stanford next weekend or this upcoming weekend because Stanford has always been kind of a thorn in the side of the Trojans of late. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Number 16. uh, So once number 16, Miami got rolling, the floodgates opened up for them as they clobbered Bethune Cookman 70 to 13. Uh, Stop playing Bethune Cookman. They're just quit paying them to come get their butts kicked Uh, all the time. The the, what? The Bethune Cookman team. (laughs) <laughs> just it's sad i'm tired of watching it yeah it's disappointing it, it, it's pretty bad when when they play you know you know third division teams and whatnot not even ranked or any of that and then it's like you're just paying them guys to come there and you're paying their program to come there and and lose pretty much yeah basically all right so number 18 wisconsin had everything handled as they took care of illinois state 38 to nothing Number 19, Arkansas survived a comeback from number 23, Cincinnati, who got off to a bit of a slow start. Um, I didn't put the score down. Brilliant. All right, I'll continue on until I find the score for the Cincinnati-Arkansas game. That's my bad. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Uh, Number 20, Kentucky was ready for Miami of Ohio as they won 37-13. Number 21, Ole Miss, uh, surprisingly not overly dominant over Troy as they only won 28-10. That was a shocker right there, honestly, considering it's Troy. They haven't been um, the Troy that they were used to in the lower division, so kind of a bit of a shocker that uh, Ole Miss can only win 28-10 to 10 on that one. Let's see here. Uh, number 24, Houston needed triple overtime to avoid an upset from University of Texas of San Antonio, 37-35. And number 25, BYU waited out the thunderstorm in the Tampa era, Area, not era, third, and then stormed their way to a 50-21 to win over South Florida. And I don't know why my phone just went and did its own little thing here. I'm going to get you that score. And where are you, where are you, where are you, where are you, where are you? Ah, Arkansas survived 31-24 after uh, Cincinnati started their comeback. There we go. There you go. Any game before we get into the pain um, that you want to recognize from what we talked about? Other than the pain? Um, yeah. And then, of course, the glory for Gainesville. We'll talk I, mean, about I mean, I just can't. I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around it, bro. Oh, we're going to try to wrap our heads around it as best we can here in a moment. Um, that's the only game that really sticks out to me because I I don't know how 
you go into the, a game against the national champions completely what looked like was unprepared. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sad, and it makes it makes fans like us look like trash <laughs> for liking the Ducks. And also, since you're also trying to leave the Pac-12 for the Big Ten, the Big Ten's looking at you going, <laughs> nope. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Anyway, so in that blowout loss to the defending national champs, Oregon looked more like an FCS school than <laughs> rather than a potential Pac-12 title contender. The offense was a mess led by Bo Nix, who made too many mistakes that put the Oregon's offense either behind the chains or off the field too early with a bad turnover. The defense had some key players returning, but looked slow against um, Georgia's vaunted offense and missed some pretty te- easy-looking tackles. Now, there were some times that they just couldn't get there and just yeah. went badly. But there were some tackles that they should have made and they didn't. Um, what was really surprising, though, was the Ducks coaching staff sticking with Knicks rather than giving Ty Thompson some game-time experience, especially with the game completely out of hand. Uh, the Ducks have some reprieve next week as Eastern Washington comes to Autzen, though Eastern Washington may want to just look into what Georgia did and try to uh, <laughs> emulate it against um, Bo Nix to make him look that bad again. Yeah, yeah. That man, was... That's, that's terrible. It was a nightmare yeah. to watch. And just watch, and I'm just like, this... This is what, what and, and what sucks is before the game even you know before the game even started we heard the analyst talking about how Bo Nix he knows the Georgia you know the Georgia defense the, he knows he knows the team if he can get it off if he can do this it's gonna be it won't be you know it won't be a a real competitive game but it'll be somewhat of a game yeah and uh, you didn't even put up a freaking touchdown yeah. Not one touchdown. Couldn't score a touchdown. Show some respect for yourselves and get on the board in the end zone. Something, man. Freaking field goal against Georgia. Jeez. Yeah. It's just, I'm just sitting here just like, why not move over to Ty Thompson? It was over. There was no point. You know, I'm surprised we even made the field goal. I mean, the way our kickers are, it's like. And there's that. Yeah, we're we're the. you will not see a duck kicker in the NFL for a while. A long while. <laughs> right. The way we recruit kickers. It's just like, can you just make an extra point? Because we don't really try for field goals. And you start going after freaking soccer players or something, dude. Cause... I keep freaking saying every year, just go get a woman soccer player. She'll do it. That too. She'll probably make it from 50 if you give her a chance. <laughs> We don't even try to kick it from 50 anyways. We usually either go for it or punt. So as long as she can hit it from 45, we're golden, baby. She'll be more accurate at least. Jeez. It's just killing me, dude. It's just like, my God, you guys make it really hard to be Duck fans. Right when now, you do they're that. in a full building situation as it is. They lost their, their number one guy to the draft last year on defense uh, in, in Thibodeau. Yeah, but we had good uh, linebackers, and they looked like garbage. Yeah, but you got to remember, our linebackers are a lot smaller than... Oh, I'm sorry. Have you seen Noah Sewell? He looks like an oversized Aaron Donald. (laughs) Come on, man. You know the the SEC, and they they got bigger dudes. I'm just saying, though, you got to make your tackles. Yeah, you do. Make your tackles. If you're going to touch somebody, you better bring them down. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, I was lucky they don't have you coaching. You'd be, you'd be I would be dead. You'd be tackling people. Just go, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Or I'd be dead because I would have had a heart attack at some point. <laughs> because that was just oh, god awful. I mean, sometimes the rest drove me crazy because Georgia got away with some holding. There was some bad holding on some of their runs. Yeah. But at the same time, we didn't even look like we were ready. So I can't go, oh, if the officials would have just done this, we called them more holding calls, it wouldn't have mattered. We still weren't stopping them anyways. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, you know. And when you can't do anything on offense, your game's pretty much done. Yeah, because your quarterback can't throw downfield without throwing it to the defender. Yeah. Or just staring down his receiver so the safety goes, oh, I know where you're going. Bye. I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm just like, can't. And I'm like, still, go to Ty Thompson. Let him get some game experience. Just like, I'm sitting there like, this is what they're thinking. Well, we had a bad game. We got Eastern Washington coming in. We'll build up Bo's confidence and just move on from this, move on to the next game after that, and keep him going. I'm just like, no, bench his stupid ass. Let Ty Thompson play against Eastern Washington, build his confidence, and move on with the season that way. Yeah, and this that's shit, what I would do. The shittiest part about all of this mm-hmm. is we haven't had a, qu- a quarterback since Herbert. Yeah. I mean, nobody that can really. I mean, even Brown wasn't that great. I mean, he filled a spot, but he wasn't. Yeah, he not. wasn't leadership material. And mm-hmm. here we thought Nix was going to be maybe that, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Anyways, let's talk about our adopted team, <laughs> so we can move on from that. Let's move on, please. Yes. So the Utah Florida game was a shocker to some, but I personally felt Utah actually was overhyped this off season. It seemed to show in Gainesville too. Utah did have some good moments, but Florida was ready. And uh, Anthony uh, Richardson showed major growth from over last year. His arm is tons better, and of course, he is still a mobile nightmare for defenses. Richardson is also the number 12 prospect on Mel Kuyper's big board. I actually would like to see him stay for one more year, regardless of the season's results this year, as next year he could potentially end up being the number one overall draft pick and can also boost a Heisman with that as well. I agree with that, dude. I mean, this kid is talented. Mm-hmm. He's fast. He's agile, and that's you know that's what you need in this game of football nowadays. Because yeah. nowadays, it, it, if you're not quick, it don't matter, dude. Yeah. So the only thing, because uh, the other thing I'd like to see him do is make his reads a little bit quicker. He's just he needs to get his reads. Yeah. If he doesn't get his first or second read. That's when he starts kind of getting um, happy feet and starts thinking about just bolting. You gotta be able to read one. You gotta be able to read two. You gotta be able to read three. You gotta sometimes, if you have time, get to fourth read. And if your fourth read ain't there, then book it. Yep. You know, I understand. There's times where you just can't do it because you know of the speed of the game and defenders, especially in the SEC. It's gonna be closer to an NFL style way of going about defensively. You're gonna have guys that have better speed than you're normally used to. But you can't sit there and go one, maybe two, and then go, or one, go, or one, two, maybe three, and then go. You got to try to get all your progressions down, oh, and just try to get them to read faster. Especially when you know, I mean, you are that high of a prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be ready for the NFL, man. And if you can't make your reads like you're, like you're supposed to, you're just not going to be NFL ready, right? 
and then you're going to end up on the bench for a very long time yeah. before you get a starter spot. So mm-hmm. let's let's hope he stays this year and stays next year because yeah. next year will solidify uh, his draft class. So. Absolutely, and his draft status. I mean, because the only way I could see going this year would be a benefit if he ends up going somewhere where he's going to sit because he still needs to learn those things. If that was the case, that would be the ideal situation. So let's say if he went this year, if he did go out this year, if Indianapolis drafted him and sat him behind Matt Ryan. Yeah. Okay, that's a good move. Um, Trying to think of any other team that would have a first-round pick that you would get him kind of late or mid or late. Um, Not sure. Maybe Tennessee, though Tennessee – might think Malik Willis is probably their future because um, he had a pretty good preseason. But I'm just throwing out there someone who already has a quarterback established, who may need it, who might be there for at least another year after this year or two, so Richards can sit. But if he wants to come in and fight for a position and start right away, his best bet would actually be to come back one more year, work on that stuff with Napier because he's Napier is an offensive guru and knows his quarterbacks. And then use that opportunity then to come in ready to go. Because even though, yes, there's a chance if you go number one, you're probably going to go to a crummy team. However, you might also get lucky and that crummy team may already have a quarterback they like in-house. And they may be willing to trade it to a team who's like, we're a quarterback away, so we're going to come get you. Yeah. So there's always that too. So we'll see what happens with this, but it's 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 a good start to the year for Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, and good for the defense, man. That, that's a way to end the game, dude. And and I've always said defense wins championships, and it's true, man. Yep. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens with this. It's a good start to 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 a good year. Yes, sir. So they they got a little bit of a test as they play Kentucky next week. So a battle of the top twenty-five teams in the South, uh, Southeastern Conference. It's still weird to think. Kentucky's top 25 in football. <laughs> right. Basketball, yes. Football is a little bit of a head-scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> but still, hey, man, Kentucky, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. you you're climbing out of the cellar, bro. Right. Took you long enough, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. All right, so uh, some final college football news to go over. The College Football Board of Managers unanimously voted to expand the playoff from four teams to 12 beginning in 2026. They did, however, recommend this to the sports commissioners to try and implement the new format for the 24, uh, 2024 season. The format will be the four highest-ranking conference champions being seeded 1 through 4 and get a first-round bye. Seeds 5 through 12 will play each other in the first round on either the first or second weekend of December. The quarterfinals and semifinals will be played in bowl games on a rotating basis. Basically, bidding probably will also be on that, too. Whoever can bid will probably get it um, because I'm, I'm not sure if they'll just continuously stick with um, just the major ones, the rose, orange, cotton. Uh, well, cotton sometimes gets one, doesn't always. But uh, the Fiesta was the other one I was thinking of. But I think the sugar. For the most part, too, I think we're hoping that this makes things a little bit more even, a little bit more fair for for teams that don't always get a chance to make the playoffs, so yeah, hopefully this helps out a little bit. Yeah, or we're gonna. Have I know it's not the it's not the the eight team playoff you wanted, but it's pretty close. Yeah, well, mine was basically the eight team only conference champions only, 
because now we're going to have the four highest con conference champions seated and then probably like three more or five more SEC teams. And that's what you're trying to avoid. Is it I, I mean, I get it because they're so heavy on the SEC, which whatever. Yeah. They're good, but at the same time, there's other teams out there that deserve a chance. Absolutely. Even though, you know, after watching our team this weekend, it's kind of... We're not getting that chance. <laughs> yeah. So... We wouldn't have been getting that chance. Uh, what I do... What I was surprised about, honestly, was it was said unanimous decision because I knew there's one person on that board who was like, no. <laughs> who, like, he voted yes on this? And that would be athletic director of Notre Dame, Jack uh, Shorebrick. I was like, you're kidding me. He voted yes on this. And they say he's actually part of the team, of the group with uh, SEC Commissioner Swanky. And I think it was Big, it was Big Ten Commissioner Delaney, I think, um, as part of the group that recommended the proposal of this format. And I was just like, no, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Because he's, he's the one that keeps Notre Dame independent with the tie-in, of course, to the ACC um, that Notre Dame has. That agreement where they play five ACC teams every year on their schedule. Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit shocked. It sounds like the way they kind of kept it, though, is to make sure Notre Dame can keep its independent status if it so chooses by making sure it's 12 because then they don't have to be forced into a conference entirely though people a lot of people are speculating that it's still the possibility and they may eventually jump shit over to the big 10 because they have a lot of natural rivals there um they are former rivals of michigan um michigan state used to be one of their rivals and then of course with the se with not sec with usc eventually coming over to the big 10 that's another former rival that they had a lot um scheduling with who they still occasionally do schedule quite a bit often with, but still not um, as often as they would like. So it's going to be definitely interesting to see what happens moving forward with conference realignment now. Definitely is, man. I can't wait to see it. Me too. All right, so you ready to shift gears and head to the NFL? Let's do it. So, of course, as we talked about, the NFL kicks off tomorrow night. Defending, undisputed, reigning, champion Rams against the Bills. But we got some other news to talk about. Some news oh, to discuss. Russell Wilson signed a new contract with the Denver Broncos that was a four-year extension worth $245 million. $165 million guaranteed. $124 million received at signing. As soon as you put your ink on the paper, boom! Direct deposit. He hasn't even played a game for him yet. And already the second highest paid quarterback in the league behind Aaron Rodgers in per-year language. The Broncos will, of course, would want to, uh, would of course want the cap to really jump up on the new TV deals. Plus, the addition of legalized gambling, gambling revenues will help boost those, excuse me, cap numbers up. A good portion, though, of their young talent is on cheap deals or rookie deals, so that will help at this time to not have them be so strapped up against the cap. Cooper, your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, man. Uh, good for us on that. Oh, yeah. We'll see definitely what happens with him being in Denver. I think that he's he's happier. He looks like he's he's got a little bit of pep in his step nowadays. Mm -hmm. 
So I cannot wait to see what him and the Broncos do this year, man. Yeah. It's going to be pretty cool. What I always love, though, is they're like, he's not playing with the same talented level of receivers he played with in Seattle. I'm like, pretty sure he took a bunch of nobodies other than DK Metcalf, who was a somebody because of his name and speed, and and who was a third-round draft pick because he couldn't run a route tree with a damn, according to a lot of experts yeah. and scouts. So he fell. Um, and made them better than they were actually considered. So I'm thinking Jerry Judy, who was a former number one overall pick, uh, Cortland Sutton, who I believe was an early second round pick. I think he just missed being a first rounder. Uh, so and also some uh, K, like KJ Hamlin and all that too, who's a, another speed guy. I think he can probably do just fine with those wide receivers. Definitely, I, I can't wait to see what he does with them. Now. Absolutely. It's going to be fun on a bun. And I'm just glad that I'm not a fan of anybody in the AFC West because that whole division is a nightmare. You have two bona fide Hall of Famers already, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert has an opportunity, if he keeps playing at the rate he's going, to be a future Hall of Famer. And you have a borderline Hall of Famer in Derek Carr. Yeah, man, uh, it's quarterback heavy there, dude. Yeah, it's a quarterback freaking nightmare too because some of those teams also have a pretty good defense. So, yep. uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers have a pretty decent defense. The Raiders' defense is still kind of questionable, but they'll make sure you're aware that they're there. Oh yeah, they they kind they, of still play that they old still school play way, that old school Raider way. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward with that. And of course, Denver is. Um, touting another pretty good defense themselves. And you never know, the Chiefs might just bounce back on defensively. Uh, a lot of it had to do with Chris Jones being injured for, for a little bit. So if he comes back healthy, that makes the defense better as a whole. So, oh, yeah. So that's just a nightmare fueled division, and we're glad we're not a part of it. <laughs> and also kind of glad that he's also out of our freaking division in the West. Go from one West to the other West. We're cool with that. Though we'll see you on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yep. Aaron Donald will be more than happy to sack you once again. <laughs> That'd be his Christmas gift. To me. <laughs> <laughs> sack him again! Sack him again! Uh, anyway, so the Dallas Cowboys signed future Hall of Famer offensive tackle Jason Peters to help bolster that line that took a hit when Tyrone Smith was injured recently. Peters was signed to the practice squad so he can start preparing for the eventual starting job he'll step into once ready. Smith suffered an avulsions fracture of the knee and at the earliest could be back in December, but it's also realistic that he doesn't return at all this season. Rumors were that the Cowboys did reach out to Andrew Whitworth to see if he would come out of retirement. Whitworth, uh, Whitworth said many teams tried to get him out of retirement but stated the Rams still owned his contract and they would need to be willing to part with him, and also he was currently had no intentions in returning to the field. Cooper, your thoughts on the Cowboys? I know you're happy about that. Yes. If you're not coming back to the Rams, just don't come back, bro. <laughs> I love you, Big Whip. If, if you go to the Cowboys, you'll be hated for everybody, Big Whip. And that would be sad because I really wanted you to get that damn Super Bowl, and we got it for you, and then you went and went to the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, that's just not, not good juju. It's just that just reeks of disgustingness. But anyways, he can't go unless we traded him there anyway. So 
I mean, I mean, if I'm the Rams, if if the Cowboys came and said we'll give you a first rounder for him, sure, I'd let him go for that. Right. If he was willing to go, I'm like, you want to go play in Dallas? Then you couldn't be mad at him either, because like we well, traded him for a first yeah. rounder. Yeah, first rounder next year. Hell yeah, give me a first rounder next year. Let's see how happy I am. And then watch us trade it away. <laughs> Can we trade it away and get Von Miller back? <laughs> right. Before Thursday, before tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Right, I know. Uh, so I'm. It's gonna be interesting because uh, Peters didn't play so well in Chicago last year. He was also kind of off injured too. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens for the Cowboys. What kind of Jason Peters they get? Yeah, um, I think maybe being in a dome might help him a little bit. You know what I mean? And being where it's it's a little bit warmer, yeah, it, it'll help him. So we'll see what happens with this. It's definitely going to be interesting to watch. Absolutely. Alright, and one little final note before we go. we got to talk some Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right. Terrible towels, baby. Get your terrible towels out. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Here we go. Mike Tomlin had been coy leading up to the Bengals game this weekend, not letting anyone know of who his starting quarterback for the game was going to be. However, a report did come out that showed the players had voted Mitch Trubisky as team captain, which is usually given out to starters. Starter, yeah. Then, later on in the day, the unofficial depth chart was released, and it showed Trubisky as the starter, Mason Rudolph as the second-string quarterback with Pickett as the third-stringer. However, we did get an update today that Pickett was is actually the backup to Trubisky. Tomlin cited a clerical error when someone copied and pasted the preseason depth chart over to the new official depth chart leading into Sunday's game against the Bengals. Cooper. So, Cooper, you finally know who your quarterback is. I'm I'm okay with it. Um, we'll see how Trubisky does. I think he he will do better with the Steelers than he did with the Bears. So um, oh yeah, and, that's easy. And sitting behind you know Josh Allen for a year, yeah, for a year might have helped him out. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. And uh, I'm excited. It's a new it's a new uh, new turning point for the Steelers. I mean we've had Big Ben since what oh four. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a different different feel. So we'll see what happens with it. But uh yeah, I'm wondering how long it'll take before they clamor for Pickett to to take the starting position. We'll see. Yeah. Uh Trubisky's got a, a lot of weight on his shoulders. He better uh pull his shit together because if not, he will be replaced. Yeah, absolutely. Uh what I give credit to um, Steelers is they have talent at wide receiver, tight end, running back. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit of a question mark on their offensive line. It's not the offensive line it used to be, um, unfortunately. So, and don't get me wrong, Pickett, I understand, is mobile. I'd rather have the mobile veteran who won't panic so much <laughs> yeah. behind that offensive yeah. line. Yeah, that's true. And also... You're also playing the defending AFC champions in the Bengals who are hungry and looking to come back, and they will also like to make a statement as the fact that they are back and not last year was a fluke. Um, they built up their offensive line. Their defense was pretty ferocious, though they were kind of in the same spot as we were. Our linebackers and their linebacker core wasn't that great. Uh, of course, we posted ours with a very talented 
linebacker, mm-hmm. um, and Bobby Wagner, but we won't talk about that. We'll talk about that next week, because I'm sure Bobby Wagner will be very useful tomorrow. Anyways, we'll <laughs> move on from that. Um, but so You yeah. always have to throw a tidbit of the, the Rams. The Rams, the Rams, the Rams. We get it, bro. You're the Super Bowl champions. Come on, though. Defending. Raining. Raining. Defending. Undisputed. World. (laughs) Anyways. Um, Heavyweight champion. Anyways. But, so the Bengals are going to want to come out and make a statement. And who better than one of your rivals in the division? So, I'd rather have the veteran quarterback. Yeah. And then, not only only that, I thought it was funny because Coward was thinking they're wondering... If they're basically the same level, why not start the rookie? Where he then thought maybe because they um, got Trubisky, there was some um, under-the-table agreement that Trubisky was basically going to be the starter, no matter whether they got a quarterback in the draft or not. Because, you know, they probably didn't even think they were getting Pickett because, you know, you guys will pick 22nd or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 24th. And like, like you and I were both talking when you actually made me watch that that game, dude. You're like, this might be your quarterback. I'm like, yeah, right. I'll probably go before you get to him. Yeah, no quarterback except him was drafted in the first round. And then no quarterback was selected again so. until the third. So that was a shocker. But I'm just saying, though, it just kind of was wonder. It makes me wonder, too, if maybe that also wasn't an agreement. You know, they're like, hey, well, you might get a quarterback, but you're going to be our starter no matter what, and basically. you're going to help him along. and Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. And he's not terrible. He wasn't bad. He is a playoff quarterback. Freaking Chicago was just retarded. Yeah. And how they handled him. And what they did offensively for him. I mean, they did They did not build their line for him. His, their and line I'm sorry, sucked. But if you don't have a line, you can't, you can't do shit. Your line sucked. Their running back game was... If their running backs could have stayed healthy, it actually would have been helped because yeah. the running backs are decent. Your best threat was Allen Robinson, but you targeted him too much. He started getting hurt too yeah. much, which is kind of like I'm kind of glad he's gonna, not going to be targeted so much as a Ram because, you know, sorry to say that, but he won't be, have to be relied on so much. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's just He's got the number one talent, but you still got to have a good backup option so you're not having him go against – Heavy traffic all the time. And like you said, we have we have a couple good receivers. Mm-hmm. We have a tight end. Oh yeah. I mean we're we're good to go. I mean as long as he can get the ball off, and we got Najee Harris. So oh, yeah. I mean he he has options. Oh yeah. He's not gonna be pressured as much as he was in Chicago. Absolutely. So. And I think he's a little bit more seasoned. He he seems like he's. He's ready to go. He's ready to to be the the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Yep. So whether for, for be whether just be for this year, maybe two years, depending on Pickett showed me a lot though in the preseason. I think it's going to be one and done for Trubisky. Yeah. Um unless I would say unless somehow you guys made a Super Bowl run. Because then that would be kind of like, that wouldn't be really fair to kind of get rid of Trubisky if he takes you guys to a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, that would be kind of awkward. <laughs> but I'm just saying, unless 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 a Super Bowl run happens, it should probably be one and done for Trubisky. But at the same time, he will have so many good options next year. You know, Tampa Bay will probably not have Brady. 
because Brady's psychotic, um, and he Brady probably will retire. be back this year, but... Oh, uh, yeah, but... So, he'll have Tampa. There'll be so many good options for yeah. him next year that even if he is one and done in Pittsburgh, he'll be he'll land on his feet just fine. Uh, you never know with those things. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm looking forward to seeing what both our teams do leading up this season. So, it's going to be nice and fun. You right? Definitely going to be good. It should be a fun year. Hopefully, uh... Hopefully the Ducks bounce back um, with some vengeance on Eastern Washington. Yeah, if not, we'll have to be like full-on Gator fans this year or something, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sorry to my favorite white boy and his uh, alma mater probably getting smoked knots in, but yeah. I'm sorry, bro, but I love you, Coop, but <sighs> your team needs to get their ass kicked by us Ducks. <laughs> they do. They do, so. yes. And uh, hopefully the um, Gators handle Kentucky. So we're having a good football weekend. Hopefully we win on Thursday. We go in with a win, two wins on Saturday. And your Steelers win on Sunday. And we're just football happy. Football happy. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Every, every now and then we get lucky, but we'll see. Yeah. So uh, Don't remind me. <laughs> I'm so glad the, the season, this weekend's already passed. This last weekend's already passed. Anyway, so that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. We will not be back again this week um, with Sports Talk. Sports Talk, nothing really interesting happened in the other sports. Um, I mean, we could have talked tennis, but we don't know tennis very well. Yeah. The only thing we could have really talked about is the fact that Serena Williams is retired pretty much after her um, failed attempt to winning another major at the U.S. Open. But other than that, baseball hasn't really done much. The... Nothing's going on. I mean, we can talk about the Mets breaking down, but it, it, it wasn't enough to make a good episode. It, we would have just been kind of scrambling. Yeah. So it, went, it just would not have been good. Um, and then, like we said um, yesterday, we will be off all of next week as Cooper will be out of town. And so we are not doing um, any episodes on location for him <laughs> out in St. Augustine. Yeah. Which is... Uh, Kind of fine because I didn't want to have to sit there and try to work all work all that together properly. Plus, we couldn't do, really do a live because you just see my ugly mug and you wouldn't see Cooper. So yeah, <laughs> you just hear Cooper and just see my ugly mug. That's not fun. Who wants to oh, just see on. my ugly mug? Nobody wants to see me either. Which song out? Yeah, but I think they'd rather see both of us than just one of us. That is true. That is true. So. uh so we'll be off next week, and we'll be back the week after. Hopefully we'll be back when we come back the following week. We might have a couple happy football weekends. Yes. And, of course, hopefully some more exciting news from the world of wrestling because wrestling got a lot better and int- more interesting as the drama continues in AEW. <laughs> yeah, it just further, further proves why WWE was... Was right about getting rid of somebody. He seems like a drama queen, so yeah. yeah. We'll probably be talking about that in some capacity in in a couple weeks. So we hope y'all. Oh yeah, because we'll know more. Yeah, we'll definitely know more. We'll ha- we're supposed to have a result by tonight about what actually happens. So someone may be dropping his title tonight and then being out of the company after that. But anyways, that's which enough I'm about. hoping so. It's weird to hear me say that, but... It's really weird to hear him say that. But, uh... Yeah. I'm not really shocked. Being, you know, you gotta be respectful, and if you can't be a respectful person to the company or people around you that you work with, then, uh, you should get out. Yeah. Get out. 
I think I think though I think this is probably it though. Yeah, he's done. Cause I don't I don't think WWE is gonna want him back. Oh hell no! Especially so. with Triple H. Yeah. Triple H ain't gonna put up with that shit. Nope. Um, it's still gonna be funny what he puts up with when Cody Rhodes comes back. But anyways, right. <laughs> anyways, that's gonna be fun. Oh my god, that's gonna be quite the entertaining time. I kind of, I kind of want to make a quick prediction, even though this isn't wrestling talk, and we probably could have saved this for the next time. I just want to say this real quick. Don't be surprised if at some point in the next couple months. Triple H and Stephanie start the authority line storyline again because of Cody Rose's potential return to challenge the authority. That would be cool. Just saying. Would be cool. More would be definitely interesting to see what happens with that one. Anyway, so that's just a little tidbit I'll throw just, out there on the just, just like I said about the whole Vince McMahon Stone Cold Steve Austin thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna see some we're gonna see some good stuff. Absolutely, and hopefully we'll also see the return of another WWE superstar. As it's been rumored, we'll see if it will get any confirmation here in the next few weeks. So, I'm excited about that too. Absolutely, but for now, we'll leave you with all that. It was fun. We had a blast. Football talk once again, our favorite time of the year. It's better than Christmas for us because there's no presents involved except W's on the scoreboard. Or we hope. Yeah, or <laughs> tired of the cold, my stocking ducks. <laughs> Freaking bullshit. Just, just show up. Just look like you showed up. Exactly. You know. Have some respect for yourselves. God. I didn't expect to beat Georgia, but I didn't expect to look like we didn't belong on the field with Georgia. Yeah. Anyways, before I start another rant, um, that will do it for us here at Sports Talk, and as always. Keep on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalkwit. Cooper in Big Man, that's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.